I have something brand new that I'm super excited to share with you. It's called the Community Creators Hub, and I've made it just for you. You can search through every episode of this podcast by keyword, download all of my favorite guides and resources, and find all of my recommended tools for community creators. And the best part? It's completely free. Just go to Community Creators Hub, that's Community Creators Hub, H-U-B, dot com to get your free access. Well, first off, like if we just had this neutral culture that really didn't have any defined boundaries or elements to it, then people wouldn't really know like who are we and what do people like us do? And they wouldn't be able to feel like they belonged because there's really nothing for them to belong to. But when we have a really strong culture, it attracts people into the community and then it only deepens once they get to be a part of it. This is for you, the online business owner who wants to maximize your profit and multiply your impact. I'm Shanna, host of the Community Creators Podcast. I've spent over a decade helping top brands and entrepreneurs create thriving communities that increase their reach, retention, and revenue. This podcast is where I share my best insights and invite you into conversations with the world's leading community creators and cultivators. So grab your favorite mug, fill it up, and let's get started. So today we are back for part two of our four-part series on the Community Cultivated Framework. If you missed part one, I want you to go back and listen to it because it's incredibly foundational to make sure that you are driving people towards success and progress in your community. It's something that you've probably overlooked because it's so obvious, but most people are not doing this intentionally and you really want to be if you're going to have a thriving, sustainable community. So go back and listen to episode one if you haven't yet. So today we're going to be talking about the second pillar of a thriving community, which is the second part of this community cultivated framework. And this is really essential if you want to create a sense of belonging in your community. You know, we hear community people talk all the time about creating a sense of belonging, but they don't really know how to. Well, it starts with this second pillar that we're about to talk about, and that's culture. You know, I think Seth Godin really said it best when he said, people like us do things like this. People like us do things like this. I told you guys in episode one that this framework that I've come up with is something that I really discovered over 10 years of experience and of research. And I've studied gangs, I've studied sororities and churches and and various people groups. And culture is this really strong element for all of them. It's what creates that sense of safety, the sense of belonging, and that need for identity that so many of us have. I experienced this myself when I was in a really strong community, which was my sorority in college. Now, I will just tell you this. I never thought that I would be a sorority girl. I went into college telling myself, you are not going to join a sorority. But my roommate at the time was like, hey, we don't really know anybody. Let's go through sorority rush or recruitment. And it would be a great way to meet people. And I just was thinking like, oh my gosh, there's no way. But I didn't know anybody where I went to school. I went to where no one knew me and I didn't know them. And so I decided to go through rush to make some friends. And I got so looped in to the culture of this one sorority. Like I loved everything about what they represented and I could feel the culture of this sorority before I ever joined it. And 
I ended up joining a sorority, much to my surprise, for sure. But when I did, I got ingrained into their culture. There were rituals and ceremonies and secret handshakes and creeds and common narratives, all of these aspects that really tied us together, united us, and made us feel like we were part of something that was set apart from what other people could experience. Now, I was a part of that story and very active through my four years of college, but even now, more than 10 years later, I haven't you know, really done anything with that sorority in many, many years, but I still call myself an 80 pie for life because I was so indoctrinated into that culture. So how do we do that? Like, how do we create a culture where people feel like they're a part of something that's really bigger than themselves, where they feel that sense of belonging? Well, first off, like if we just had this neutral culture that really didn't have any defined boundaries or, or elements to it, then people wouldn't really know like, well, who are we and what do people like us do? And they wouldn't be able to feel like they belonged because there's really nothing for them to belong to. But when we have a really strong culture, it attracts people into the community and then it only deepens once they get to be a part of it. What if you had the right story for the right person at the right time, every time? Well, you can if you leverage my streamlined story system. I'm going to show you proven ways to collect, organize, and share stories like a pro. Just go to streamlinedstorysystem.com to check it out and use code CREATORS to get a special discount. So there's three things I want you to be thinking about when you're asking yourself, like, how do I create culture or how do I define more than anything? Many of you have a culture, you just haven't defined it. We'll talk about that in a minute, but how do I create a culture within my community? And the, the first thing I want you to be thinking about is belief. Belief. What do we believe about ourselves? What do we believe about our community? What do we believe to be true about you as an individual, as a member of our community? What do we believe about you? What do we believe to be true about our industry or about the they? You know, there's always that, well, they say. What do we believe about the they's, the they's of the world? That sounds really weird. But what do we believe about the world? What do we believe is possible? What do we believe is not right about it? You know, when I was in that sorority, there were three other sororities on campus, and we had strong beliefs about those other sororities, right? There was an us against them mentality. Now, granted, we did work together and we were all friends and it wasn't this like catty element. But when we thought about it from like the culture, the community as a whole, like the 80 pies and the KDs, right? We, we had thoughts about KD culture as a whole versus ours. So think about that belief statement. What do we believe about you? What do we believe about us, about the industry, about them, about the world? And the second thing you want to be thinking about are behaviors. What do people like us think? What do they feel? And what do they do? What do people like us think, feel, and do? And when I was in my 80 pie sorority, we were people who volunteered. We served, we raised money, we were required to volunteer and to do fundraisers and to show up in that way. That was part of who we were. We were people who got good grades. If you didn't get good grades, you would be called into standards to have a conversation about that. So there were certain behaviors that we needed 
to display in order to fit into the culture of that community. So you really want to be clear about what do you want people in your community thinking, feeling, and doing. And then the third thing you want to be thinking about are boundaries. What do we stand for and what do we stand against? What are our boundaries? So in that sorority that I was in, we had code of conduct, if you will, like standards and ethics. In fact, it was kind of funny because little insider knowledge on me, my freshman year, I was one of the people who was called to standards and ethics more than anybody else. But I think it was by my junior year, I was actually the standards and ethics chair. So I was calling people in to standards and ethics. But we did have these guidelines that people had to live within. We knew what we stood for. We knew what we stood against. We knew what the boundaries were. And if you stepped outside of those boundaries, we were going to try and bring you back into alignment or we were going to need to let you go. Other boundaries that you may have are like rites of passage. So you can enter into this community once these things have been achieved, or maybe you get to go a little bit deeper or take a certain milestone award or something like that inside of the community. And it's like a rite of passage and that can be a boundary as well. So as you're defining your culture, you want to be thinking about beliefs, behaviors, and boundaries. All right. Here's what I want to tell you. This is not something that you can sit down on a piece of paper and define what your culture is. I want you to be keeping an eye out in your community for the seeds of culture that already exist. Every community, whether you're paying attention to it or not, has seeds of culture in it. The question becomes, which ones are you going to nurture? Which ones are you going to nurture? And then which ones do you want to kill off like bad weeds? And then which ones maybe do you want to intentionally plant? So that's what you want to be paying attention to in your community. You're looking at what's happening and you're saying, man, These are the elements of our culture that I want to make sure to nurture. These are the elements that are like weeds that I want to make sure to pull and get rid of. And then there are some things that I want to be intentionally planting. And that's how we're going to cultivate this strong culture. So that's the second pillar of a thriving community and the second part of the community cultivated framework. And it is culture. It's the beliefs, the behaviors, and the boundaries of your community. So remember, if you haven't listened to episode one yet, which shared that first pillar, I want you to go back and listen to that. Otherwise, stay tuned for the next episode where we're going to talk about more of the community cultivated framework in that third pillar of a thriving community. Now, this is something that you do every day in your life and in your business. And if you're not doing it intentionally, which guesses you're not, you're probably wasting a lot of time and have a lot of missed opportunities. So definitely stay tuned for episode three. Hey friend, thanks for listening. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe. Then do me a favor and leave a review letting me know what you want to hear more of. To learn more about the show or connect with me, head to shanalyn.com. That's S-H-A-N-A-L-Y-N-N.com. Until next time. Hey, if you're serious about creating a thriving online community, then you need to really understand the four foundations of every thriving community. I'm going to teach it to you in a free seven-minute training. That's right. It's just seven minutes. You don't even have to give me your email address to get access. All you have to do is go to freecommunitytraining.com or DM me the word training over on Instagram to get access.